0: moment of every day, your 17 trillion cells are dying and being reborn, cloning themselves and growing to their full potential. However, are you enhancing this potential or are you detracting from your cells' abilities to be everything that they can be through things such as nutrient deficiencies? And so this is Dr. Millie. My name is Dr. Millie Lytle and I am the host of the Eating for Meaning show on the Double Diamond Hour here on TalkingAlternative.com. And I want to welcome you all to the show. This is the final show before we go on hiatus. So this is a bittersweet day and I want to (laughs) so tune in and listen good because we've got a great show. We're going to be talking today about... Nutrient deficiencies and how we can tell if we are deficient in nutrients, when our food might not be giving us enough nutrition. Ideally, we all want to gain all the nutrition that we need from our foods. This is ideal. We don't want to have to supplement. We don't want to think about which drugs are depleting which nutrients in our bodies However, the reality of it is, is that almost 70% of Americans are taking at least one prescription drug, and almost 80% of Americans have taken an over-the-counter medication in the last year. Up to half of all Americans, and this is from all age groups, are taking at least two prescription medications. Prescription medications we n- need to be studied for their effect, their timing, their dosage and their side effects. So when medications are researched, they learn about what they do in the body and what inadvertent effects that we are undesired effects they have. They also research them for how often they should be taken, at what intervals and at what doses work best for the majority of the people or for people who are a specific weight. So these are all things that we need to know about prescription medications before they get approved by the FDA and go on to the market. However, one thing that we do not need to know about prescription medications is which nutrients they deplete in the body. And many of the so-called side effects of some of the most common medications that we're taking here in the United States for our lifestyle conditions have those side effects because they interact with our nutri- our nutrients. Now the FDA recently just in the past few days published a very fear-mongering uh, report about how Dietary supplements and medications interact, they do interact, and therefore the outcome of the report was that unless your doctor's advising you, you shouldn't really take anything. And so since doctors really only advise us to take medications, the FDA is essentially saying don't take any supplements. And the problem with this statement is, first of all, it's too blanket because not all vitamins interact with all medications. And some vitamins are actually depleted by certain medications. And so, in fact, some nutrients should be recommended with the prescription of medications because some medications are known to deplete specific nutrients in the body, causing side effects, and that can be reversed by by taking the appropriate supplement that's depleted. And this is a really important information, and this is information that nutritionists are aware of and functional medical doctors are aware of and naturopathic doctors are aware of but it really should be information that is known by all patients as well as by their doctors and if the doctors are unwilling to learn this information then you at home really need to seek out this information on your own. One way that you can uh, read this information is by downloading a report from examine.com. It's the Supplement Goals Reference Guide. And the Supplement Goals Reference Guide, it's a bunch of nutritionists and professional researchers have looked at all of the evidence of dietary supplements, both vitamins, minerals, plant nutrients, phytonutrients, antioxidants, anything that's available in supplement form. And they've looked at all of the research and they've graded it according to its level of evidence. And level of evidence is graded from A to D in terms of how strong the research study was and what the outcomes of the research study were, how many uh, subjects the research was done on, and to what extent these claims about dietary supplements can be made. Now, Here in the United States, as well as in Canada, there are some claims that can be made, health claims can be made for dietary supplements, for use of dietary supplements, and manufacturers of dietary supplements... have to limit themselves to making those claims, despite what the research says. So there could be very good studies showing that, for instance, magnesium is great at relieving headaches and is an excellent pain medication, but the FDA is unwilling to, despite the research, has not authorized that health claim, and so therefore dietary supplement makers are not able to say that. And so we can't even turn to the makers of dietary supplements Really, for the true claims on supplements we really we can't rely on looking at bottles because what's on the bottle is all regulated by the fDA, which is not necessarily bad because I think it is good that the fDA does have its its input to protect the public in terms of what we can expect from a supplement and that we're not allowed to make uh, over the top health claims about certain supplements, however. It is not the full picture because there's a lot of research that does go into dietary supplements that's for some reason or another held up in a bottleneck, not published properly, or it's not looked at properly by the FDA, or it's been looked at in a biased way, or it's just not, you know, we don't want to talk about the bottom line, but it's always a, a there's always a, an issue with the bottom line. If it does not support the the growth of the pharmaceutical industry, it is it is difficult for vitamins to make a claim. Um, But so this report that's published on examine.com, it breaks down how confident these researchers, these independent researchers are who have no financial investment, neither on the supplement side or the drug side, have no financial investment in the research. All they have done is compiled lists of research and gathered things together in terms of Given, and then they grade the research in terms of A, which means that there's a lot of evidence present that shows that a dietary supplement does the work that, that the researchers investigated and that you can rely on this evidence to be true. B, there is ample evidence. So if a claim is made about bio relieving joint pain... There's an A level of evidence for this. There's a, there's a lot of evidence for this present. Whereas uh, for potassium, for reducing uh, blood pressure, there's a B level of evidence in this. And so more research could be done. Then there's C. C, there's evidence, but not a lot of it. Or D, the evidence is very weak. Now there's other things there's other factors that go into this grading it means that the research has had to be done so somebody's had to take an interest in that product in that nutrient or in that plant and actually done the gotten financial support to conduct the study gathered the participants and then not only completed the study but also the the study was published in a journal so there's a lot of legwork that goes into Information getting published. So, just because something doesn't have a lot of evidence or it has weak evidence, it just really does not mean that something doesn't work. It just means that the research is not confident in its ability to work because the data is not there or the study was not done properly or there's conflicting evidence. So, there might be one study showing its benefit and one study not showing its benefit. And there's a lot of studies like that. If we look at weight loss products, if we look at things like, uh, Green coffee bean for instance might have a d level evidence because there's a study showing very very strongly that people lost weight but then there's another study showing that people did not lose weight on that product and so something like this this unbiased uh, this unbiased report on supplements ranging everything from um, 7-keto DHEA, something that you may never have heard of or something that you may have tried to take for weight loss, Uh, the level of of evidence, and also how that breaks down into all its claims made. So for instance, 7-keto DHEA is a metabolite from a hormone DHEA, and it has a level of C in its effect on increasing metabolic rate. So one minor study showed that 7-keto DHEA will increase metabolic rate, um, but there's not enough, but more evidence is required in order to make that statement. So these types of publications are, are coming out and we do want, really want to look at different sources of information in order to understand. But back to the question of the day, how do you know when your body is not giving you enough? Well, one way to know is to pay attention to what you're eating. That's actually the best way to know whether or not you're getting all the micronutrients in your diet. And so if you do a food diary or if you journal your diet, then you'll have an understanding of whether or not you're eating the required number of vegetables, the required number of fruits, the required number of proteins, the required number of carbohydrates as set forth by whichever food pyramid you choose to follow, whether that be the uh, USDA uh, food pyramid, or if that is the anti-inflammation diet, or if it's the reverse food pyramid where we're eating a lot more vegetables and a lot fewer grains and dairy product than the than the uh, traditional food pyramid. But so by counting your servings of foods on a daily basis, that's the best way to find out if you are, in fact, taking uh, enough of food sources. But there is a question as to whether or not there is a micronutrient deficiency pandemic. And we tend to think about nutrient deficiencies as something that happens in the developing world. We don't tend to think of us as Americans where we are exposed to a lot of food, an abundance of food, we might even eat too much in many cases, or we don't tend to think of that we have access to our medical doctors, we have access to our healthcare practitioners, many of us have nutritionists, and we don't tend to think of micronutrient deficiency as a pandemic, and other reasons why we don't is because we have something called fortification. And fortification is when public health has taken it under uh, their decision-making powers to increase a specific nutrient in a whole group of foods. For instance, we fortify milk products and dairy products with vitamin D. We even uh, fortify soy milk and soy milk products with vitamin D. We sort We fortify... Grain products like white bread with the B vitamins because all those B vitamins have been removed when the grain has, when the brown part, the, the bran part has been taken off. And so we put those, those minerals or those vitamins back into, our, into the, our, our system. We fortify our water with fluoride very controversial topic and this is something that americans have no choice over as to really when fortification happens but there are uh even still we are said to be at a a risk for micronutrient deficiency pandemic here in the united states And the US even the USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture states that nine out of 10 Americans are deficient in potassium, eight out of 10 Americans are deficient in vitamin E, seven out of 10 Americans are deficient in calcium, and 50% Americans are deficient in vitamin A, vitamin C and magnesium. And so when considering these statistics, probably you are the one of the people who is deficient in at least one of these groups. And so we're going to talk how you identify more of this when we come back from after the break. This is Dr. Millie for the Eating for Meaning show on the Double Diamond Hour. You're
1: listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
2: Bonjour, this is Dominique Decoq. Bonjour, c'est Tamara Zuboff. Bonjour, c'est Assania Koné. We are hosting Pardon My French, New York City. Our guests come from all over the world. From Mali to New Caledonia, from Paris to Quebec. French is their common language, yet they all come from different cultures, backgrounds or countries. And their common desire is to make New York their home. Listen to them share their stories. Join us at Pardon My French, New York City, every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m.
3: That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people.
1: TalkingAlternative.com
2: Need to do everything twice. Can't deny I heard you the first time. Yeah, should better. Need a
0: habit of and welcome back. This is Dr. Millie, and we are talking about Eating for Meaning. This is the Eating for Meaning show on the Double Diamond Hour. And we're always talking about how we can eat to improve our nutrition, our level of nutrition, our spirit of adventure, our not only our level of health, but also our level of mental and emotional well-being surrounding food and our relationship with food. Also, we are looking at being mindful of what we're eating, and that and that includes the ethics around eating s- too much meat, or the ethics around how chickens are kept, or how uh, milk is 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 reared. And also the ethics around eating uh, processed food or food from, from far distances away, in addition to the uh, our own body understanding, so how our body responds to certain foods and individual foods that we're eating, and how we can increase our ability to eat the individual diet, so the diet that's actually right for us as opposed to the diet that's right for our neighbor or our sister or our son or our husband. And... Also, we do want to create healthy genes. And this is possible when you're including the right nutrients in your diet and an abundance of the, of the micronutrients that we're talking about today that many people are deficient in. Then when we have ample amounts of micronutrients, these are vitamins and minerals and plant chemicals, phytonutrients, antioxidants, all of these. There's a whole other spectrum of nutrients that we need to eat in order to be healthy, which do not have daily values. They do not have recommended dietary intakes. Nobody is telling us how much uh, EGCG or how much resveratrol is contained within our our cranberry punch that we're drinking, for instance. Probably not very much. But if we did have nutrition labels that included plant nutrients, And overall nutrition and not just the specific vitamins and minerals that that are included on the label, then a lot more people might have a more well-rounded understanding of what they're eating and what they're getting. And so there's more to, to eating than just vitamins and minerals. There's also all these phytonutrients, antioxidants, plant chemicals, healthy plant chemicals. So how do you know if you are getting enough nutrition from your food? And so there is a micronutrient deficiency pandemic going on in the United States right now. And whereas, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, seventy percent of Americans are taking a prescription medication. Eighty percent of Americans took an over the counter medication last year. Prescription medications deplete nutrients, and they do not need to we do not need to know which nutrients they deplete. Now, there are studies that we do know which nutrients are depleted by some medications and i 'm going to talk make a make a an example a case out of a few medications that are big culprits in depleting our nutritional status and also causing side effects, actually causing disease. This is iatrogenesis, the concept of iatrogenesis. This is when the medicine that we're taking is actually causing disease. And there was a lot of this going on in the United States right now. And it's important that we all be aware and do a little bit of homework for ourselves and reflection on if this can be the cause of our own micronutrient deficiencies, And so we're going to talk more about this as the show goes on. But we also know that 9 out of 10 Americans are deficient in potassium. 8 out of 10 are deficient in vitamin E. 7 out of 10 are deficient in calcium. And 50% are deficient in essential nutrients like vitamin A, vitamin C, magnesium. And more than half of the population is also deficient in vitamin D, regardless of age. And this includes children. Now, children are recommended by medical doctors to be supplemented with vitamin D from the age of four months. Why? Because their mothers are deficient in vitamin D and vitamin D is essential for bone growth. And kids who don't have enough vitamin D are at risk for rickets. They're at risk for osteomalacia. And this is not a rare condition. This is the bowing of the legs that happens in many, many young toddlers. And you see it all over the place, specifically in Americans of color. 90% of Americans of color are deficient in vitamin D and about 70% of the elderly population, a population that's growing and rising, are deficient in vitamin D. Now, why are we deficient in vitamin D? Because we're avoiding the sun. Because we live in the north. If you live in the south, if you live in the tropics, then you're less likely to be deficient in vitamin D. But we live in the north. The sun is not hot enough to generate, to generate vitamin D from the cholesterol on our skin. It's only hot enough for two months, of it, two months per year. We're taking many medications that deplete our vitamin D such as cholesterol medications and also that deplete our body's ability to produce vitamin D because we just don't have the cholesterol on our skin. And so the statistics for the need for vitamin D supplementation is immense. And this is something that is being regarded as a pandemic in itself because vitamin d is not just oh it's just a vitamin that we need no vitamin d is actually more like a hormone in the body it helps to regulate and stimulate our immune system if if you are prone to chronic or uh, reoccurrent viruses and flus and colds it might be related to low vitamin d levels if you are having a hard time regulating your blood sugar or your blood pressure, it can be related to low vitamin D levels. If you are have calcification in your arteries or on the valves of your heart, or if you have calcification on your kidneys, then this could be related to low vitamin D level. And uh, vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin that allows for the absorption of calcium. If you have osteoporosis or osteopenia, then you could have low vitamin D levels because you're not able to absorb the calcium in your diet. So it's not something simple like taking massive amounts of calcium on a daily basis might not help you with that osteoporosis if you do not have the right supporting family of nutrients, vitamin D being one of them. And so, this information is all out there in the research. It's all there. This is not uh, new age. And even if it is new age, it's evidence based new age. And this information just requires somebody to put the puzzle pieces together so that we can understand where our micronutrient deficiencies come from. And so, where do they come from? They come from not eating enough of the right foods, not eating nutrient dense foods not eating our root vegetables, not eating our greens. Seven to 10 servings of vegetables per day is what we need in order to live long and healthy. (laughs) Two to three servings of fruit, no more than two servings at once, so that we keep our blood sugar in check, is what we need in order to live long and healthy. We also need vegetarian protein. So sources from nuts and seeds, especially raw, because when they're raw, they also have essential fatty acids and essential fatty acids. We are under consuming omega three essential fatty acids, which are very important for creating healthy cells and absorbing our vitamin D and absorbing our vitamin E two nutrients that are deficient in more than 50% of the population. And if you're eating greens, but you're not eating oil on it, then you're not absorbing your beta carotene. (laughs) And so uh, it's very important to understand how to combine our foods properly also so that we're getting maximum benefit out of the foods that we're eating, especially if we're paying attention to how we're eating and we're trying to include all the right things into our diet. If you haven't been including the right things, if you've really just been eating the standard American or SAD diet, as we say, you are very definitely, definitely and likely deficient in, in micronutrients. Not only are you likely deficient in micronutrients, but you are also likely one of, to be one of the 50% of Americans on at least two prescription medications, and c- these medications can cause further prescri- further micro- micronutrient deficiencies. And this is not an accident because when you're not eating the right diet and you have micronutrient deficiencies, just having micronutrient deficiencies can cause disease, which can send you to the doctor, which can cause you to be on a prescription medication, which can cause further micronutrient deficiencies. And so all of these things are a cycle of ill repair. But you can get back on track by making sure that you are consuming enough micronutrients. And so what does this report, the examine.com report say about multivitamin mineral supplementation? They say that the, the amount of evidence for taking a multivitamin mineral supplement is overwhelmingly strong. So the multivitamin mineral, even with all of its flaws, all of its absorption flaws, all of its low RDI reference flaws, still is highly worthwhile in ensuring that we're getting the minimum daily dose of certain key nutrients and the full spectrum of all the nutrients that we need in order to protect ourselves from developing deficiency diseases. When we think about deficiency diseases, we think about, oh, the pirates on the ship got scurvy, and they didn't have enough vitamin C. And we think about all these old fashioned diseases, or we think about uh, pellagra, which really only alcoholics get a deficiency in vitamin B3. But or in d- developed kids in the developing world who are not eating any greens, or just having a high starch diet. But no, very Currently, in the United States, one thing that is happening is that our soils are being eroded of nutrients, and so in 1936, Congress was aware that the land was lacking um, micronutrients, mostly minerals in the soil, causing 99% of Americans to be essential uh, to be deficient in certain minerals such as magnesium and zinc and copper and calcium and then in 1992 the earth summit revealed that the situation had only become worse and that the soils have eroded further in 2003 there was a report from canada that fruit and vegetables contain far fewer nutrients than they did 50 years ago and some examples were that potatoes had lost 100% of its vitamin A content, that 57% of the vitamin C and iron, and 28% of calcium lost from potatoes. So, potatoes pot- potentially at one time were a very healthy and nutritious vi- vegetable. And now, because they grow in the soil and they can only absorb the amount of nutrients available in the soil, they are becoming less less and less nutritious and this is the case for all root vegetables or all vegetables that should contain higher levels of nutrients such as cabbage and lettuce, lettuce and spinach and tomatoes declined from 400 milligrams to less than 50 milligrams for their average mineral content over the past 50 years and so this is one reason for why the organic debate is so strong growing foods in organic soils or at least soils that are not planted in eroded land and increasing um, ethical replanting methods, including fallow or rotation crops, where they're improving the nitrogen and the other minerals in the soil just by taking a break from planting that corn crop or planting that soy crop year to year to year. They plant an alfalfa crop or they plant another low-lying green vegetable crop. And so there are ways, it's not just on ourselves to take these responsibility. It's also up to the farmers and the agricultural community. But by and large, we need to increase our own. And so I'm at break time, and we'll be back after the break. This is the Eating for Meeting Hour on Double Diamond Hour.
1: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
3: Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. I'm the aptly named host of
2: Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2
3: Eastern,
4: at TalkingAlternative.com. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials.
0: 24 hours a day. I don't
3: know what it is, but you gotta do it. I don't know
2: where to go. But I know that it's
3: comfortable i don't know where it is
0: okay, and so we were talking about multivitamins at the break, and I think I will do a, a spot on them because there are um, several studies on multivitamins multivitamins are not. A panacea. They are not a cure all. They are they in fact are not a cure at all. But one thing that they are is that they are insurance that we are consuming the recommended, the baseline recommended, the minimum recommended daily dosage of vitamins and minerals at one sitting. And so it does not mean that you're getting the optimal dosage. All it means is that you're getting the RDA, the Recommended Daily Allowance, which was developed in the 1960s by the Food and Drug Administration. And those numbers are out of date considering the fact that our food has been getting less nutritious over time and we are taking more medications over time and we are not eating as many servings of nutritious food over time. And so for all these reasons... We really need to be uh, more aware of, how, of where we are getting our vitamins and minerals. But a multivitamin is kind of a good, easy way uh, to get your baseline requirement. Now, the idea of getting everything in one pill is impossible. You cannot get everything in one pill. If you're taking a tablet, the most common multivitamin like a Centrum, which is a synthetic-based uh, multivitamin where all of the vitamins and minerals are in one tablet. You just take one per day, but the, there's filling agent in that tablet, which is talc, which prohibits the, all the absorption of the minerals. And so you really do have to be careful with the quality of the multivitamin that you're taking. You don't just want to take any $7 multivitamin that's on the shelf because you could just be doing nothing, wasting your $7 or, uh, the, you could actually be making yourself ill because if it has colors in there or if it has talc in there, you could be sensitive to some of those ingredients, especially if they're synthetic. What's more is that nat, uh, s- synthetic vitamins and minerals that are made in a laboratory are not really the healthiest or more, most absorbable forms of vitamins. Vitamins really should be sourced from natural so, so natural sources. So those are vitamins that are either uh, sourced from whole food ingredients Or they're vitamins that are whole food based, which means that there is not only the vitamins and minerals in that supplement, but there's actually also extra food in the supplement. They tend to be more absorbable. They tend to be uh, higher in vitamin mineral content. And then other vitamins and minerals that are good worth taking a look at, which are those that are more bacterial derived. So still all natural source, but the, instead of having the entire complex of vitamin B coming from leafy greens and the vitamins. It's actually that the B vitamins have been propagated or generated through a nutritional yeast that is, that has given enough of that product in the multivitamin so that you're getting enough of it in there. So multivitamins are there. Oh, the, the research on them is really overwhelmingly positive in that it's better to take a multivitamin than, than to not take one because at least you are getting the baseline recommendations. However, taking a multivitamin does not mean that you're getting enough of anything that you're missing in your diet and the amounts of multivitamins in the levels of multivitamin minerals in that product that you're taking will not be enough to make up for any deficiencies that you already have. And so the best multivitamins are all natural, or food-based, and then the, they're also in capsules, so they don't have, they have less likelihood of having any strong binders, or shellac agents, or talc powders, or chemical dyes, or even the non-chemical dyes, the cockroach extracts are very popular in, uh, in, in multivitamins, so you, uh, so, and then otherwise it's good to take them in divided doses. So instead of getting a one per day, it's really better to take a multivitamin, a couple of, one at breakfast and one at dinner or spread them out throughout the day. And then some multivitamins also give extra fish oils or give it an extra oil product or give it, have an extra herbal product in there. And those might be even better. Um, so, but the minerals that you are likely underdosing on and that there is lots of evidence for um, are the ones that I said before in terms of the vitamin, the calcium, the vitamin D, all the all the um, the calcium, the magnesium, the vitamin D, the vitamin K, and these are the ones that would be more likely that we have to supplement with on an individual basis. And so there is reason to take certain supplements in, certain, uh, in larger dose than just at the multivitamin level. And these would be because we are not expecting to meet our needs through food. And that also because these vitamins are very hard to get through food. And so some of these vitamins that are hard to get through food are vitamin D and vitamin K. And so, and these are two vitamins that all of us are likely underdosing. Now, everybody's always concerned with overdosing everything, which with, which of course, at some point. It is possible, theoretically, to overdose. But if the vitamin is being underdosed by the entire population, unless you're supplementing with very high doses, very, very high doses, and you can contact me or you can contact uh, contact another nutritionist to find out what a very high dose would be, but unless you're really uh, over-consuming Uh, supplements, then you're really not likely to be overdosing on any dietary supplement by taking one or two or whatever it says on the bottle or even double what it says on the bottle per day and it's very important to get your vitamin D and your vitamin K. Vitamin D, because it's something that's actually made in our body, it's only really found in fish bones and sources of fortification. The optimal daily dosage for vitamin D per day, as shown in the research, is actually 2,000 international units per day. That's the optimum dose. The RDA for it, the recommended daily uh, daily intake is roughly 400 to 800 IUs. So it's suboptimal in terms of what's found in dietary, in multivitamins. And the only people who really do not need to concern themselves with vitamin D are those that live in the tropics or have frequent sun exposure with bare skin and wearing a t-shirt and shorts is generally not enough. You really usually have to have it on your trunk. Even um, having it on your face can might not be enough to get you enough vitamin D. Now, vitamin K. Vitamin K is another fat-soluble vitamin, and it's a vitamin that's found in dark, leafy greens. And most people are not consuming enough dark, leafy greens. It's it's also a vitamin in in its secondary form called vitamin K2, for which there is no RDA, is found in fermented soy products and some fermented dairy products. And vitamin K2 helps vitamin D absorb calcium out of the arteries and put it in the bones. And so... The RDA for vitamin K is about 60 to 100 micrograms and the sub and the optimal level though is about a thousand micrograms. And so the optimal level is mostly the same for both vitamin K1 and vitamin K2. And these help to absorb calcium into the bones. And also vitamin K is blocked by anybody taking Coumadin. Now what are side effects of Coumadin? Side effects of Coumadin are hemorrhagic strokes. So bleeding on the brain. And even people whose INR clotting factor is normal, studies are really showing that NSAIDs such as aspirin and Aleve and ibuprofen and cumin is included in that, that these medications that are anti-inflammatory and relieve pain and definitely overprescribed are actually increasing us for our risk of stroke. And in the case of Coumadin, likely it's because it's causing massive microbleeds and microbleeds to the brain because of vitamin K deficiency. Not only are people, not only does Coumadin itself block our production of vitamin K, uh, block the absorption of vitamin K, people who are taking Coumadin are actually told not to consume anything green. And they're told to absolutely avoid green vegetables. And this creates uh, an an inability for the body to regulate its own blood clotting mechanism. And so this is definitely what's something I would consider an iatrogenic illness, an iatrogenic condition, because people who have had strokes or people who have had heart, heart attacks and are put on Coumadin for the, pre- for the prevention of uh, getting more clots in their blood are really being mismanaged by these medications by being told to avoid all vitamin K and to keep their INR within a certain level between two and three, but they're not being looked at in terms of where they're bleeding elsewhere in their body. It's evident when you see patients who are on Coumadin that they have bruising all over their body, all over their hands and wrists, and if they bump themselves, and this is happening in a lot of elderly people, and I'm sure most anybody listening is, if you're in the United States or Canada, you are very familiar with this picture of large, very large bruises, hematomas under the skin in people, and especially elderly people. And that is not a normal sign, and that is not a risk-free sign. That sign actually means that there's internal bleeding going on, and there can be an internal bleeding going on in places where we can't see, like the brain, like the digestive tract, like the heart, and so. Uh, when the FDA releases reports, that says that there's, uh, there's interactions between medis- medicines and vitamins, and therefore we should not take vitamins. It makes me very, very angry because I think it's very irresponsible uh, information to be putting out into the world, especially when people are taking so many prescription medications and really under-consuming nutrition. And so we have to learn ourselves and be educated ourselves as to what these common side effects uh, of medications are and to know if we need to increase uh, our nutrition just from our own hand or from our own mouth, I should say. Other thing is the, the new fibromyalgia, I will call it, the new fibromyalgia is being looked at there's a statin medications are being prescribed and the recommendation for statin medication prescription is being increased to include healthier people and younger people and statin medications for to manage cholesterol levels are being uh, sold to people even young children who are overweight and who are at risk for having high blood cholesterol levels And the harms of statin medication are actually frequent and very common and are related to nutrient deficiencies, specifically the deficient of coenzyme Q10. Now, coenzyme Q10 is not a nutrient that anybody had ever heard of prior to our increasing of statin medications. It's only been in the time that statin medications have have come around and really been recommended to anywhere from 30 to 50% of the population here in the United States that CoQ10 supplementation has become popular for good reason. For a good reason. And so coenzyme Q10 is a mitochondrial nutrient. It's a natural antioxidant that our body makes and is needed in the energy cycle, our, our own production of ATP, chemical energy. And I'm going to talk more about the, the benefit of it and how cholesterol medication depletes and, and what, uh, what side effects it causes when we come back from after the break. This is Dr. Millie for Eating for Meaning on the Double Diamond Hour. You're
1: listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com.
2: Bonjour, this is Dominique Decoq. Bonjour, c'est Tamara Zubov. Bonjour, c'est Assania Koné. We are hosting Pardon My French, New York City. Our guests come from all over the world. From Mali to New Caledonia, from Paris to Quebec. French is a common language, yet they all come from different cultures, backgrounds or countries. And their common desire is to make New York their home. Listen to them share their stories. Join us at Pardon My French, New York City, every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m.
3: Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212 721 8183. That's 212 721 8183. Or find us on the web. At www.doublediamondwellness.com, we look forward to serving you.
1: Hey, all you crazy listeners looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at
4: talkingalternative.com.
2: Turning on, all the clouds are gone, can't beat
4: this blue sky
0: back. And this is the last segment of the last Eating for Meaning program on the Double Diamond Hour, at least for a while. And I've got Sam mm. Leibovitz here this yeah. quarter.
3: We're all very, very sad to see you take a break for a while because, I mean, this show is is just the epitome of how much great information you pack in on your Eating for Meaning shows and, and how valuable the information is.
0: Thank you, Sam. And I'm not done. Yes, I know. <laughs> More to come. And so we're talking about... Cholesterol, the recommendations that have actually increased in the the prescription of statin medications, and so the American Heart Association has recently uh, increased their recommendation for. The prescription of cholesterol medication to include younger, healthier adults and even children who are overweight, who are at risk over 10 years. If they continue on the same track that they are on, there is an increased recommendation for prescription of statin medications. Now, heart disease has not disappeared or even reduced since the initial increase or push to increase the use of the prescription of statin medications 15 years ago and in fact what we are really getting seeing a lot of especially when it comes to nutritionally speaking is people with pain and statin medications very commonly cause something called myalgia or muscle pain without any inflammation so there's no reason It causes people to have very heavy limbs and be fatigued. And a lot of people notice this directly after they start taking Crestor or Lipitor or Simvastatin. And many people, in fact, can't tolerate these medications at all because they get so much much pain. And what this is, is a coenzyme Q10 deficiency. And so cholesterol medications act in the liver and they block the production of the bad cholesterol, LDL. And they also do lower HDL. So they do come with risks because they also lower the cholesterol that we want to be high. And so they lower the overall cholesterol, including the HDL. But even without that, With even without the potential side effect of that issue, the potential side effect of losing coenzyme Q10, which is not something that's available dietarily in large amounts at all. Coenzyme Q10 is a natural antioxidant that our body produces inside the cell. It's produced inside the energy cycle, the Krebs cycle of the cell, and it dwindles after age 30. Did you notice once you turned 30, you lost your energy? You couldn't stay out. I noticed when I turned 22 that I could not stay out till six and go to work at seven any longer. And then I noticed when I was 30 (laughs) that I could not go out (laughs) four or five times a week. I could only go out two times a week. And so this was my marked coenzyme Q10 deficiency happening, starting at that age, the appropriate age. But then after the age of 50, it gets cut in half and if you're getting also prescribed at the same time cholesterol medications, then you can end up with these marked signs of CoQ10 deficiency, which not only incre- include energy, lacking energy, but also muscle stiffness, muscle pain, myalgia. I have several clients and patients that I talked to who are being diagnosed at, with fibromyalgia at the age of 70 years old. And my friends, you do not get fibromyalgia at the age of 70 years old unless you're really taking a cholesterol medication. And so, but you can solve that. You can also solve the side effect of pain by taking CoQ10 vitamin. And so doctors really should be prescribing coenzyme Q10 when they prescribe cholesterol medication or at least considering that detail. What say you, Sam?
3: Uh, Absolutely. And and I think this is the, the kind of the thing is that people tend to rely too much on what the doctors prescribe. Oh, I just need this little pill, this medication, and then everything is fine. And that they're not really going out and searching and, and educating themselves as far as to sort of what are the natural alternatives? You know, do I have to take this medication? Can I take something else? Or I mean,
0: can I take something with it?
3: Right. Or take something with it to mitigate the risks. Mm -hmm.
0: Which is why when the FDA releases statements such as dietary supplements and medications conflict with each other, therefore people should only be taking medications really, really, really makes me mad.
3: Yeah. I would say, why don't we only take the vitamins and not the medications?
0: Well, I mean, we have to be reasonable. We have to treat each person as individual. I mean, some people need medications. But to say, oh, you only need medications, and therefore we're going to ignore any side effects from the medications, even when they're nutritionally related, right. is, is, I think, that's hazardous, and I think that's extremely. detrimental to medicine. Actually,
3: extremely, extremely, and I think people are getting more and more fed up with it. Uh, I mean, I've been noticing, just myself, more and more people like, you know, they don't want to take the medications because of the side effects. Mm-hmm. basically healthy people have one little thing go wrong, and and the doctors want to put them on medication right away. I think more and more people are starting to wake up and saying, no. I don't want to
0: and the statistic that I gave at the beginning of the show with magnesium magnesium yes. is also of special concern because about 50 percent of the population are deficient in magnesium meaning that they do not meet the minimum dosage requirements of magnesium per day which is 400 milligrams uh, it's a lot wow. it's, a ma- it's a mineral that we need a lot of and side effects of magnesium deficiency are Charlie horses leg cramps mm. atrial fibrillation headaches nervous tension inability to sleep And what are the medications that, and high blood pressure. And what are the medications that are depleting magnesium? High blood pressure medication. (laughs) Loop diuretics, hydrochlorothiazide, beta blockers, angiotensin 2 inhibitors. All of the same nutrient, all of the same side effects are induced by magnesium deficiency that we have for the reasons that, I said that all wrong. The side effects of taking those medications actually cause magnesium deficiency and magnesium deficiency is, or magnesium is required for dealing with those symptoms in the first place or preventing those symptoms.
3: Right. So basically it's like the, the cure only makes the cause that much more intense.
0: Yeah, exactly. So
3: you need even more of what you're already deficient in to compensate for what the medications are doing to you.
0: And there's always been iatrogenesis. There's always been the medical advice. It could even be poor bedside manner, traumatizing Mm. a patient and the patient never wanting to go to a doctor again. That's also iatrogenesis. It doesn't have to be at the hand of a complication of surgery or Mm. uh, a a medical prescription. And iatrogenesis has always been there, and I'm not saying that it's getting worse. But what I'm saying is that
3: People need to be educated. We about can
0: educate it. ourselves and this information is becoming more available and we can know uh, with all this, these tools that I've been given over the that I've been giving over this show, which nutrients and supplements we actually should be supplementing with in mega doses, if any, or concentrating food sources on acquiring those nutrients versus just thinking blanket. Oh, a multivitamin is enough to cover me right. or I, sh- I don't want to mix any meds and supplements and therefore I'm not going to do it. Right. Beca- and then because it, because then we end up in a position where we just have to take more medications to try to resolve the side effects when a nutrient could have done it the whole time. Right.
3: right. Exactly. Exactly. It's always better off, at least in my experience, it's always better off to find a natural way to deal with whatever issues might be happening in the body um, rather than going straight to synthetic medications right away.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then it can relieve uh, that side effect and also create better health and better better well-being, overall well-being, right. energy levels, right. immune, right. sleep. And,
3: and so at the beginning you talked... Well, not in the beginning, but during the show you talked sort of about how important it is for like everybody at this point to really be taking a multivitamin supplement. And this is something that I... Whenever I talk to people about it or ask me questions around this, I always recommend a multivitamin because... Um, as you pointed out, sometimes there are certain minerals and, and vitamins that ne- are needed to synthesize other minerals and vitamins. And not everybody knows what all those are. So it's always best to take as complete a multivitamin as possible to make sure that you're get- as close as possible to getting everything that you need to help to absorb and synthesize and, and, and synthesize and absorb all the different things that you're taking.
0: It's true, and there are nutrients that interact with each other. It's not just drugs and nutrients that, right. that interact. For instance, and we're, we'll be leaving in a, in a moment. But for instance, zinc supplementation depletes copper, mm. and so copper copper deficiency is very rare. Except for in people who have been taking large amounts of zinc supplementations without buffering that uh. with copper. And so and then also we can balance our copper toxicity with mm. zinc supplementation. So mm. it can be, actually become very useful to know these kinds of interactions so that we can both avoid illness and then also
4: which,
0: uh, treat ourselves. Which
3: is why it's so important to have someone who is a naturopathic doctor who knows about all mm. this like our dear Dear beloved Dr. Millie,
0: thank you, Sam, and
3: and uh, I just wanted to come on at the end and, and just say that you know it's really been a pleasure. It's been so informative. Um, for everybody having you do your Eating for Meeting program here on the Double Diamond Hour and and uh, it will definitely be missed.
0: Thank you so much. I'll miss you too. Yeah. But I'll be here still practicing. Yes,
3: yes. so she's still here available for anyone who would like to schedule an appointment with Dr. Millie. Our number again is 212-721-8183 and after this week uh, the Double Diamond Hour is going to be taking a little bit of a hiatus um, as, as Dr. Millie leaves. We're going to, to kind of take a step back and think about ways of reformulating the show. However, we are continuing to post a lot of our old uh, Double Diamond Hour shows on iTunes and SoundCloud, so if you just do a search for Talking Alternative Double Diamond Hour, you'll find all of our old episodes and uh, plenty, plenty of information. So thank you all. Thank you, Dr. Millie. Thank you, Sam. And uh, please stay tuned. Coming up next, of course, your favorite astrologer, Montgomery Taylor, with his show, Living Consciously, and his special guest host. So please stay tuned. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
3: The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people.
1: Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network at www.TalkingAlternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative.
4: Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit
2: Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com.
1: You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network.